What's up, guys? This is Sholomari Duena, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Woo! This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate One. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 340. I'm your host, Josiah Sat for the villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. All right, guys, let's hit it like we normally do. I have a little curve bong to throw myself. We'll see how that works out. But um, yeah, let's hit it, dude. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 240, I entitled hashtag Xmas Gift Day. Interesting. The Comic Syndicate episode 240. This week, at For the Villain starts off with some very special thank yous and shout outs to some great listeners. And then finally, it hits what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Then goes into Bullet Points Podcast Christmas Crossover News. Nice. That's what it was. Media Press Convention News, End of the Year Podcast News, then Rose Comic Talk Comic News, Sony's Men in Black title, It Trailer, Avengers 4 trailer drop, X-Men Dark Phoenix movie, uh, I'm chuckling already because that movie was terrible, Netflix Daredevil and Punisher release dates, holy shit, those were fucking sick, Black Panther, Golden Globes nominations, Lego Batman sequel, then finally Roxham Comic Reviews, Marvel Comics Venom number 8, Donny Cates was the writer, fuck, that guy's a fucking killer writer, Ivan, I'm sorry, Ivan, Goyalo is the, was the artist, Andre Mosa was the inker, and Champions number 24. Jim Zub was the writer, and Sean Isaacs was the artist. All right, um, so a week after that, I recorded that one on December 12, 2018. Five days later, Monday, December 17th, I put out a deep dives in rabbit holes. <laughs> this one was fucking awesome. Uh, episode 240.1, hashtag, this one was entitled, hashtag, get off the pole. It's going to make sense, and you guys should listen to this particular show because it makes a lot of fucking sense, and it's funny. Um, this week at For the Villain Takes, RG Flores down a rabbit hole where we discuss the quote-unquote, and this is coming from me, my synopsis, the quote-unquote encouragement or lack of in today's society for children. Would you allow your daughter to play football or play any full contact sport, and is it a bad thing? We then go into which jobs or careers as a parent would you not want your kid, now an adult, to have or pursue. Hence, get off the pole. Everyone wants to say they're proud of their kids, right? And if you love your children enough, where does the encouragement end and when the disappointment factor finally kicks in? Okay, executive producer Victoria chimes in with her list as we drop ours and as we ask, is there a double standard or bias? Hope you guys enjoy this one. Again, deep dives and rabbit holes are a completely different entity um, than the comic syndicate. I know people will prefer the deep dives sometimes, um, but I love the fact that everyone that listens to both likes both, and that's what I try to bring, just something completely different. Uh, this one, again, was 
I remember this fucking show. Uh, so let me ask you guys. I mean, jump in to listen to this one. Find the full, you know, catalog at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com. Um, there is an app for it as well. I mean, you can find me a lot easier there. But um, yes, feel free to always jump in, like, subscribe wherever you guys can. Let's hit some Twitter love and shoutouts real quick. Uh, before, actually, no, no, let's hit it. All right, so this is based off of last week's episode, episode 339, sorry about that, and about the AI uh, and the AI aspect. And Eric, I love Eric, we shoot the shit all the time. I feel bad because I don't get to hit you up as much as I, I need to and or want to because I'm always grinding it out. But I always appreciate your guys' feedback. And Eric says, when it comes to using AI, it's a good tool when used properly. I've used it to help with creating an outline. That's how far I've used it. And Eric, I know you're an open book like I am. I'm sorry to share this much. Since I have some neurodivergencies, it helps me keep uh, keep me on the right, pro- right thought process. Sorry before moving on to the next. Um, and then I told him that that's what my nephew said as well. So my nephew, Chris, he continues on those outlines help. I had to rewrite a work manual this past year. And if it wasn't for the outline, I would probably still be working on it instead of finishing ahead of schedule. Um, he said, give it a try next time. You got to make a structured script. Um, okay, good. And, but I bet it'll help with deep dives. And that's, I guess what I'm thinking about the most eric and thank you for for chiming in homie i, I always love uh, hearing from you guys and good call on that eric the deep dives are fucking a pain in the ass to put together like i love research i love reading uh learning something new um and it's just tougher to put together show wise a lot of podcasts have a team i'm my own fucking team um yeah it's interesting. So, Eric, thank you so much for the, for the feedback and for giving me some insight on, you know, people that might have uh, some sort of issues uh, staying focused. And I'm not saying that about you, Eric, but um, just in general, dude, that's a good way to look at it, a way to use AI. I guess the way I look at it is I don't want to have to rely on something I can do myself. Um, and maybe that's the old school in me. Um. I have to work for everything I do, and I don't mind putting in the work and getting my hands dirty is the saying. Um, I don't know if I feel comfortable using that. I feel like it's a cheat code, if that makes sense to you guys. Um, so, But Eric, much appreciated again for giving me that insight. Um, so I, I do love that. Uh, I also feel like because I go to so many conventions and because I've seen the feedback of all these artists getting upset because they're legit getting ripped off of, of their own personal, you know, art that they've created. Um, and again, I don't know if I'm old school in that, but no one wants their art stolen from them. So anyways, um, the second person that hit me up on the AI was on the other side of the fence. So Eric is about my age. I want to say you got, what, two years on me, Eric? And um, so I'm 43. I believe Eric's about 44, 45, I believe. And then Alex is 21, 22 from the second job. And Alex, my apologies. I wish I could have give you, <laughs> given you the verbatim. I never saved that that last chat. But um, he said something along the lines like, you know what? Yeah, I've used it before, but I really don't. You, like, he doesn't use it as well, I believe. Right, Alex? And he was on board with me on my thought process like, you feel like you have to create something on your own to make it your own, um, which is interesting. I thought people more older, and again, Eric, interesting the way you use it. 
Um, Alex said it's something he doesn't want to use either. Um, so just, you know, I knew it was going to be a, a coin flip. So it was just interesting. Sorry about that, guys. Okay, um, last bit of shout-outs, and I always love you guys. And b- before I end those shout-outs, if you guys are new listeners, please feel free to hit me up. I've been looking at maps of your listener audience, and it's all over the fucking place. Like Europe and then Australia popped up. I haven't hit Australia in a long time. Uh, Europe, I get hit every so often. Canada, wherever you guys are, feel free to hit me up. I'm at for the villain on Twitter um, X. I'm at for the villain on TikTok. I'm at comic underscore cynic on Instagram. Feel free to hit me up, guys. I'm just very curious where you guys are from, and just share your thoughts on the show. Even if you guys don't dig, feel free to hit me up. I'm always completely down to read hate mail if I get any of those. All right, last bits of shout-outs. Uh, I love these guys. The Comics and Tortillas podcast with my boy Adam Garza, Hector Cornejo, and Ben Davis. They're the only uh, comic book review podcast I listen to. They're fucking great. Uh, last bit. Next month, WonderCon 2024, live from the Anaheim Convention Center, March 29th through the 31st. I have not heard anything yet from WonderCon. They could still possibly shoot me down. But if I do get in as media, I'm going to bust my ass off to get some interviews for you guys like I always do. All right, where do I want to go next? You know what? Fuck it. We're going to do this. So I was thinking last week, probably, yeah, last week. I mean, this new schedule fucking is terrible. And it's bullshit. And it fucking hurts. Hurts. (laughs) Hurts. <laughs> I say all that to say uh, that I decided to pull up an article, and the article I happen to pull up is, and I need look. It's a stupid fucking article, and I shouldn't even fucking go through this. But guess what? I'm going to. All right. And the article is, "What's your sleep like?" Sleep quiz. You've gotten into your comfortable pajamas and moved into just the right spot on the mattress. You're comfortable, relaxed, and ready to fall asleep. An hour later, you're still wide awake, looking up at the ceiling. You've tried meditating, counting sheep, reading a book, watching TV, but you're still awake. Many people have sleep disorders. Don't be many people who have sleep disorders. Don't even realize it. There are different types of sleep disorders. They can involve difficulty going to sleep, staying asleep, or even experiencing quality sleep. Yes. Um, am I going to go through this? Yes. You guys are going to hit this ride with me. So... Let's start this off by my sleep fucking sucks. So I'm going to take this quiz and you guys feel free to answer on your guys' behalf. And if you guys want this quiz for yourselves, um, I can shoot it to you. So feel free to hit me up. Do you have trouble falling asleep? Not at all. Somewhat most of the time. I want to go most of the time because it's just a little. No, not bullshit. Do you have trouble falling asleep most of the time? Do you have trouble staying awake during the day? I drink a lot of fucking coffee. Somewhat, 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 most of the time. Staying awake? No, because I'm always fucking working. No. I'll put somewhat because it's not like I do get fucking tired. So I'm going to put somewhat on that one. Do you get enough sleep to feel... (laughs) Oh, and I start laughing already. Do you get enough sleep to feel rested when you first wake in the morning? Uh, Not at all. That's And it answers somewhat most of the time. I'm going to put not at all. I never feel rested, unfortunately. Uh, do Do you get the amount of sleep you need? Uh, not at all. Uh, somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. You know what? I don't need a lot of sleep. Um, so I'm going to put somewhat, somewhat. Most of the time, you get the amount of sleep needed. Not at all. Somewhat. You know what? I can run and gun with fucking very little sleep. I've done it for so long. So do you get the amount of sleep you needed? Oh, most of the time. Somewhat. Because that's bullshit. 
do you snore when you sleep? Uh, I'm a snorer. That's uh, I'm going to put a good, you know, I'm going to put all the time because I do know I snore. Do you feel drowsy or sleepy during the day? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, a good bit of the time. Do you feel drowsy or sleepy? Oh, drowsy. I don't know if I feel drowsy. I'll put just a little for that one. Do you take naps that are five? I'm going to sound so old right now. Do you take naps that are five minutes or longer during the day? You know what? Uh, when I am working from home, I do take naps. So yeah, dude, I'm fucking getting old. Well, look, and the second job, I just need to take a nap sometimes. So do you take? Yes, I'll put a good bit of the time. All the time. No, I won't put all the time. I'll put a good bit of the time. Do you feel that your sleep was not quite <laughs> feeling tense? Moving restlessly can get uh, and can you get comfortable? Do you feel that your sleep was not quiet? Feeling tense? Hmm. No. Okay. So when I go to sleep, um, I I don't want to say I meditate. I clear my mind and I kind of replay the day. Depends on what the day was or what the day had in store for me for the most part. Uh, I don't dwell on anything. It's more like just dissect the day and like, okay, dude, you could have done this differently. So, oh, God damn it, dude. I don't move. So I'm going to put not at all. I guess I don't move a, a lot. Like I don't kick my feet and I don't look at my clock constantly like, like I know a lot of people do. Do you wake in short of breath or with a headache in the morning? I wake up with migraines every, every so often. I'm going to put not at all, though, because I don't feel that way at all. Uh, next one's going to be you waking in the middle of the night and have trouble falling back asleep again. Shit. A good bit of the time. I'm going to put somewhat. God damn it, most of the time. Um, no, I'll put somewhat. Uh, how long did you? does it usually take you to fall asleep during the past well, fuck you test? Uh, how long did it usually take you to fall asleep during the past four weeks? 31 to 45 minutes. 46 to 60 minutes. God damn it. Um, 0 to 15, 16 to 30. I think I'm in the 31 to 45 minute range. So I work the office job, get out, work the second job Monday through Friday, Six two God, I've been getting out at one minute before my fifth hour every fucking day the past two weeks. And by the time I get unwound with a beer, watching TV, reading, putting the show together, by the time I go to sleep, it's about 2.30 in the morning. Um, and then once I do lay down, like I told you guys, you know, I lay on my back and I process the day and kind of like put myself, try to in a meditative state. And it still takes me a good 31 to 45 minutes to get to sleep proper. That sounds so bad. On average, how many hours did you sleep each night during the past four weeks? On average, how many hours? Okay. The, uh, zero to four. No. Five to six, five to six, five to six. Yeah, I'm going to say fucking five to six, dude. Yeah, I'm always within that bracket. Okay, so I thought this was interesting and corny and terrible. So um, congratulations to people who have scored similarly to you on this quiz for better understanding your sleep quality. Rarely have long-standing or serious issues with their sleep. When it's possible, you might suffer some mild traits associated with this concern. It is unlikely that you have serious or ongoing sleep problems. I'll fucking take it, dude. This is not a diagnostic quiz or professional assessment. However, so please do not take these quizzes results as a recommendation or treatment. Guess what, fucking quiz? Um, you say I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> and I always tell myself, dude, Josias, you're fucking good, homie. All right, that was corny. Um, how do you guys feel about your sleep? Do you guys feel you guys get enough sleep? Or are you like me, you get 
zero to fucking sleep. Um, no, I like I said, five to six hours typical. Um, that's average for me. Five hours. Five. Okay, go to sleep. By the time I go to sleep, three fifteen, my alarm goes off at six forty-five. I'll hit the snooze sometimes, so about seven thirty. Um, hmm, four nine hours of sleep a night. Oh god, damn it. Oh, four to five then. We'll bring that down a bit. Anyways, that's uh, me. I hope it's not you guys. Uh, feel free to shoot me messages on how you guys feel about that. I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Gerrans, the artist and sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. Welcome back to Comic Talk. Um, obviously, I'm fucking smooth. Uh, question of the week. I fucking was reading a lot, and I was beat up. Well, look, you guys heard the fucking survey right now. Uh, that's my world. Uh, so I get home, and I read, and I was reading quite a bit this week. Uh, question of the week, for some reason, fucking stumped me. So I'm going to give you guys the easiest one based on the fucking survey is, fuck it, do you guys get enough sleep? I don't have any fucking kids. I just work all the fucking time. But do you guys get enough sleep? Fuck it. Simple. All right. Let's hit some comic reviews. I did read a lot. I'm going to go through what I did right now. Uh, DC Comics is the first one. Batman number 142, The Joker, Year One, Part Two. Chip Zdarsky is the writer. Giuseppe Camoncoli is the artist. And Andrea Sorrentino, also penciler on that. Stefano Nessi and Andrea Sorrentino. Inkers, Alejandro Sanchez, and Dave Stewart are the colorists. Clayton Cowles is the letterist. It starts off in Gotham with the people of the city turning and getting infected by the Joker drug. Uh, with Batman now investigating and trying to figure out the cure for everyone turning. We also see Batman looking back at the origin now of the Ace chemical plant. So this is way back when this happened. We then get some background from a man that once trained Bruce Wayne. That has his eyes set on the Joker now for his own personal reasons. And this is the inner monologue of this gentleman. He's a wild beast. He needs to run off on his own before he comes back to me. But he will. It's too tempting for the man who is on the edge of perfection. He's so close. And I can cure the one thing holding him back. His fear of the man I know deeply. Bruce Wayne. The Batman. The man I trained. Oh, Bruce. You shouldn't have let me left me like that. I made you better and you, disrespect, you disrespected me. So now I've found your opposite. And once I've cured him expanding his mind, he'll be unstoppable. Then goes through pages and panels now of what's currently going on in Gotham City with uh, Commissioner Gordon. Actually, he's not even Commissioner Gordon. This is when he's still uh, a cop, regular cop with Gordon, uh, still, you know, cop. And, uh, this is zero year Batman for the most part era. So we still see all the shady cops of the Gotham City Police Department and Jim just still trying to fight this uh, corruption as the man's inner monologue picks up once again as Joker arrives to finally try to kill this guy. Everyone is a slave to their emotions, to the conditioning. Once you realize that, 
Look at it deeply. Everyone's actions can be predicted, even the actions of of the seemingly sane. So a Joker arrives. They have, as Joker arrives, they have this conversation now. Joker, give me what I need. Daniel is his name. Of course, we can start immediately. Joker asks him, why are you doing this? Why make me whole? Daniel, I'm a scientist of human behavior. Batman wrongly thinks he can be a force of order. I'm interested in what happens when he meets an equal force for chaos. Now, just very interesting because it's going to get fucking nuts right now. And just an interesting title in in general, though. So it continues on now, their conversation. Um, Okay, Uh, force for chaos. Joker, Wolf, that's what you want to tell yourself. Don't let me stand in your way. Ha ha ha. As Daniel's inner monologue goes off again, and he's now training the Joker in a really twisted way. But as he's training the Joker, he's having this inner monologue. The darkness behind his eyes is eerily similar to Bruce's, of deep force driving both of them. I teach him what I taught Bruce, how pain is in the mind and can be turned off with enough training. As we see Daniel now cut into Joker's chest with no emotion and he continues on. He does it in record time, but I suspect he doesn't care about such things. I think he likes the pain. So I push him deeper. I teach him to eradicate fear, to control any human emotions he may have. When I'm not training him, I'm dissecting him. A stunning mind on the edge of greatness. Everything he says to me is a lie, but I look past the lies at his truth. I once said to Bruce that nothing matters and everything matters. That existence is a simultaneous cosmic trick, a cosmic joke. This man before me is the physical manifestation of that. I teach him everything. As he now shows Joker how to tap into another part of himself. uh, And it looks like he's uh, going into convulsions, this Daniel guy. My name is Karim Zed. I am a fragment of Daniel. Uh, put aside for put aside for when he needs me, when he needs my anger. See, this is what we can teach you. What will truly make you great? Personalities nestled within to be used and focused when you need them. Men like you, me, and Batman, we make ourselves. Are you ready to make yourself into anything you desire? And this is all going down. And he's essentially teaching Joker the way he trained Batman. And he continues on as Joker does finally learn these things. The death in his eyes tell the tale. He never wants to fear again, never wants to fumble or be unsure. He's so close already. I just give him a push. He exceeds Bruce immediately, seeing the potential of the backups. The first is the clown. Laughter and devilishness bursting forth, an imp imp with a demon inside. The second is simply that demon. And the art's really good breaking down um, these different versions of Joker. I don't believe in heaven or hell, but if I did, I'd think this man has existed for a millennia, tormenting humanity in service of something greater. The third is calm like a black ocean, ocean night, and like the ocean, all that waits for you is cold death. For the first time in my life, I'm finally awestruck. So it's very interesting. I don't want to say it's a Joker origin, but I guess it kind of is at the same time. And we got from um, Jeff Johns wrote uh, the three Joker story that I honestly I still haven't read yet. I think I got turned off by like, fuck me, there's three Jokers. But uh, I guess this one's going more into his psyche and his several personalities. Uh, the second book I read, it's worth checking out. So if you guys are a fan of the Joker, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. 
And the next one I read was DC Comics Action Comics Volume 1, number 1062, I Bizarro Part 2, Live Bizarro or Die. Jason Aaron is the writer. Love, love Jason Aaron. Tom Timms is the artist. Rex Locus is the colorist. Dave Sharp is the letterer. Um, this one, right out of the gate, I love the fuck out of it. The art is fucking amazing in this, and, and I just loved it. This one starts really fucked up. It's in Metropolis as a young man is standing on a bridge about to jump. And he's on the phone leaving a message for his mother. And it's really fucked up. Uh, to go through and the dialogue is nuts because it's really fucking heavy because this guy is talking to his mom, leaving her a message like, no one cares about me. Everyone fucking hates me. I'm tired of it. Like, I- I'm gonna jump. And he's leaving her this message. So already very heavy. Sorry, guys. I had to fucking roll down my, my line so no one fucking takes a gander at me. Uh, fuck me. Let me roll that back up. Sorry about that, guys. I know that never happens. Um, okay, sorry about that. So uh, this kid's going to jump. And as we see him uh, about to jump, it's really fucked up. Um, uh, uh, several cars uh, full of people all turned now as well because prior issue – they all became infected with the biz- the bizarro who infection, I guess, turning them to sound like bizarro and even getting like the clay face color looking to them, which is interesting. And so several cars go by and <laughs> it's fucked up. They're encouraging dude to jump like Hong Kong, do it, you fucking pussy. And it's it's fucked up. And we see the kid fucking jump. And it's interesting. Like, again, fucked up heavy, and I don't mean to make light of it, but, I mean, Jason Aaron is a great writer. So to see this was interesting. And, you know, as this panel happens, we finally get some context. And this is now Superman. And I'm not a big Superman fan. I'm reading this one more because, number one, Jason Aaron as a writer is fucking sick as fuck. And I'm a fan of Bizarro. Superman proper, I'm a fan, but not a huge fucking fan. Like, he's last on my fucking list. But this is Superman's inner monologue. The sickness spreads quickly. A flight begins to lose altitude moments after takeoff from Metropolis International Airport because the pilots suddenly decide to relax in the cabin while the passengers fly the plane. In these scenes, even the young man on the bridge out of the gate, fucking so dope, dude, great killer fucking art. The scenes, the panels, the pages, just excellent, fucking gorgeous visuals and weird... um, because when I first read this, it was right after the last one, and it's like I thought, I thought like these motherfuckers are getting jokerized. These people of, of uh, Metropolis too, and it's like no fucking. It was the the bizarro fucking uh, infection. So now everything just we see Metropolis just off going nuts now. Firefighters have turned now, and they're starting fires. Kids have turned crossing guards, uh, crossing children into oncoming traffic. Just chaos everywhere. Everyone is turning. And atop the Daily Planet, the only man who can possibly save these people can't help but find it completely hilarious. This is Metropolis. And we see that even Superman now, along with Lois Lane, have been infected. And they are, and essentially everyone's bizarro and speak bizarro. Uh, this is day one in the city of Bizarro. So just the opening of the title. Shortly after that, uh, we finally see Superman regain his mind. uh, And once he sees the chaos, he flies off to help everyone he can in the city. And he just goes to fucking work. So several several days later pass. And he's still fucking at it. Like not getting any sleep. And just nice visuals to see 
a little bit of exhaustion on Superman and even some stubble on him, which we ne- never really see. You know, just very interesting. You can see it's taken a toll on him. And we see him ask Dr. Fate for help and he gets told um, that even Dr. Fate has turned. It happens, you know, now that Batman is trying to help out in Metropolis uh, to help out Superman. We also see the Blue Demon and Constantine arrive to see what they can do to counteract this this spell that everyone is under. So now Superman and Batman are trying to figure out what to do. And Superman asks Batman to keep everyone out of Metropolis so they don't get infected as well. And then Batman is quick to answer. And he's worried about Superman now turning again. And this is where we get some really good dialogue between the two as friends um, and Batman being honest with a very vulnerable Superman at the moment, which was really cool. And I really enjoyed seeing this. He's like, what if you get infected again, guy? And Superman's like, don't worry. I got this under control. Like this conversation is the conversation I have with myself between Batman and Superman. Dude. Trust me, I know you're banged up, you're beat up. No, I fucking got this. And Batman's like, no, dick. Like, we're in trouble if you fucking turn and I'm going to put you down. If Like, just interesting, but very cool because you can tell they give a shit about each other. So it was very cool. Next one are going to be Skybound Entertainment, Image Comics, Transformers, number four and number five. Daniel Warren Johnson is the writer and artist. Mike Spicer is the colorist. Russ Wooten is the letterer. This one starts off with a jacked up star, uh, Skywarp from the Decepticons on the ground. When we see Starscream now asking him for information on where Prime is. As we see Starscream now bailing on Skywarp to... Skywarp has been jacked up prior issue. And um, we get to see the asshole that Starscream is. Which I'm enjoying. Like, he's a fucking dick, dude. And now we see now Prime asking for, for Ratchet's help now. As we see the prior issue, Optimus Prime had one of his arms ripped off to fight back and get away from, from this assault by the Decepticons. And they're outnumbered, by the way. It was a really dope title. I'm really digging the retelling of this story in a much more uh, slightly violent way. I really enjoyed um, Livio Romandelli's art. Just fucking killer. Type in Livio Romandelli Transformers. His art's fucking amazing. I've had him on the show before. Good guy. Sweetheart of a guy. Um, this, this art in here by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is very gritty. Very... It doesn't make sense, but it does. Like, it looks sloppy, but it's not. Like, he's doing shit with these robots that are, you can tell everyone's getting fucked up, and it's very interesting. So anyways, uh, continues on with the story. We see Starscream now, what he's willing to do to keep alive and stay in control. So he goes back to the base, and he's he's been jacked up. So instead of... Uh, he finds the energy source to bring the Decepticons back to life, like the Transformers are trying to do. And Starscream, even the healthy ones, he's ripping them apart, taking out his own crew just to patch himself up. So we're seeing what he's willing to do to stay alive and stay in control. But then we see the flip side of this and Optimus with his Autobots, especially Optimus, dude. Um, this title is very humanizing for the Autobots, especially Prime. And we see they're outnumbered and we're screwed. Um, we see them working to save Spike, making a sacrifice to save more humans. We learn how much it's taken out of Optimus Prime, granted still one arm, and how how he's willing to always make that sacrifice, you know? You know like I said, very humanizing. We see Ratchet tells him the news and shows him what he might have to do to, to help out. Okay, so back to Prime. 
Ratchet tells him, hey, dude, uh, you're fucked up, homie, like really, really bad. No, nah, man, it's just it's just a scratch. No, homie, you have no arm. You're you're banged up. And Prime's like, no, we need to bring back my my, my crew. We have to bring back everyone before you work on me. Bring back everyone. And it, again, very cool to see that leader of Prime aspect, which, I, again, I fucking love. It's a very cool ending and reveal at the end of this one what uh prime does and to get an arm back was very fucking cool and and i enjoyed it uh after that now speaking of number five which i'm going to go through right now very fucking cool but um this one um i get sent a lot of pressers so media kits and stuff like that so they send me a lot of pdfs a lot of pdfs of free comics way before they come out like i'm not supposed to spoil anything before they come out um but this one yeah. So anyways, uh, this one came out, well, I got it a few weeks ago. Yes. And I barely read it last week, which is weird. Anyways, the lack of time. Issue number five, really cool. Starts off with Spike's dad, Sparky, talking to Optimus about how he used to be in the military. And we see the similar, similarities between both of these characters in, in each other and what they're, they've both gone through and what they've both lost. Um, so very cool. Again, very humanizing. And then jumps to Starscream with Soundwave as we again see how big of the dick Starscream is. Wanted to bring back only his crew of jets in particular, his armada. And it goes back now with the Autobots, we see the flip. Sparky helps them find a viable energy source. It's a hydro turbine powered dam. And then we see the leader of, of this crew of Autobots tell him to get in and get fixed up for. So again, the Optimus aspect of it. Um, he denies to get any help so his his crew can get brought back together. Again, very fucking cool. Even though he's beat the fuck up and missing an arm. Uh, so the the plan is to fix up the Autobots. Um, and as they're doing this, bringing back their crew little by little, they get sneaked attacked by the Decepticons, always. Which is a great little scrap and very violent and gritty sequences that... It's a robot, dude. So... You shouldn't say like "ouch" or like "fuck." That, that these motherfuckers are scrapping; they're getting their asses fucking kicked, and it's fucking dope visually to see. Um, so I really dig it. Again, the scrap ends with the Decepticons finally bailing now, uh, with a bigger roster. Now we see the Autobots as their bigger roster. Um, their plan now is to take back their ship, and the title started um, where the Decepticons laid waste to the Autobots and. We see them going to to that ship now, and they get ambushed one more time as they're on their way. Um, like smashed up, we see Optimus get his ass fucking kicked. Smashed up, crashed up, crashed up into, and while he's in truck form, and just to see how the the crash and the impact was dope because it almost looked like you can see the pain he's going through as he literally gets smashed up and crashed into by a giant construction hauling truck yes i said that and the other autobots also start getting rocked by other construction vehicles bulldozers of different kinds and i'll leave it there i'm really enjoying this i grew up with with the 80s transformers so i'm a fan and i'm really digging this this telling of this story or this retelling of their origin all right let's see what i have um Okay, yeah, let's hit this one real quick. So, Star Wars, Darth Vader, number 42, Rise of the Schism, Imperial, Greg Pak is the writer, Adam Gorman is the artist, Federico Blee is the colorist, VCs, Joe Carmagna is the letterer. This one was very cool read. So, 4X, and I'm going to give you the 
quick nutshell. The art is amazing in this too. I'm really loving it. The art for Darth Vader has been fucking gorgeous for a while now. And the, the story of this one is four ex-imperial soldiers, doctors, technicians, and a governor are on somewhat of a child for crimes uh, that they have committed to either get them kicked out of the Empire uh, but more so to get them killed for going against the rule of the Empire. So destroying compounds, undercover ops to take out certain people. Others working with rogue agents like Crimson Dawn. Like It's like a crackdown. Interesting. And the other simply uh, just stealing credits. Like So stealing fucking cash. And it's funny how they all blame Vader. So once he arrived, that's when shit hits the fan with the destruction. Um, so everyone's saying, motherfucking Vader. I was doing good, and then Vader showed up, and that's why I'm in trouble now. That's everyone's fucking reason. As they all plead their case. And only wants one wants the chance to speak to the, to the Emperor now. And tell the Emperor, motherfucker, I've got a piece of my mind for you. And it's very cool. Um, that's where we see this turn comes into play. So the man that speaks up, oh, I want to talk to the fucking emperor, gets fucking murdered. And the remaining three uh, ambassadors, ex-generals, are now put together to work for Vader. Um, It's very interesting. So that's the gist of the fucking story. I liked it. Do I love it? Uh, You know what? It's a beginning of an arc. So it wasn't bad, but the art was really fucking good. The last one's going to be a Marvel Comics title, Wolverine number 43, Sabretooth War Part 3. This one, um, Victor Laval and Benjamin, I'm sorry, Benjamin Percy are the writers. Jeff Shaw is the artist. Alex Sinclair is the color artist. VC's Corey Pettit is the letterer. Um, and we get this inner monologue from Sabretooth of all people. People talk about the good old days. Nostalgia is one hell of a drug. I'm immune to every narcotic there is, except maybe that one as wolverine now is and i guess it's wolverine it's Sabretooth who's recollecting his days with team x very cool to finally see victor creed victor creed's side of the story but we also get to see everyone else involved um it's a good title it's a good read um Sabretooth is like uh, more like wants to bring the murderous Wolverine that he once knew friends, best friends with back in the day. He wants to see him back on his murderous rampage and like he keeps he's looking at it like he wants to set Wolverine free type of deal, which is very fucked up. Um, But it was a good story. Like uh, the other ones were violent. There's some some very cool uh, Laura Kinney X-23 scenes, very fucking violent, like, she's locked up now, and we see the saber tooths of the other world, worlds, the multiverse, I guess, um, kind of making a pact, like, fuck this saber tooth, he's fucking nuts, and one of them even tells saber tooth to his face, like, hey, motherfucker, you said fucking we're gonna we should just fucking kill Wolverine like we let's just kill him no motherfucker we're gonna make him suffer so we see that turn and very cool the X twenty three scenes again very fucking violent poor fucking girl gets fucked up um it's worth checking out um I'm I love these I'm enjoying this they're dropping I think twice a month and and I'm really enjoying all right question of the week back to do you guys get enough fucking sleep. Um, I know it's corny. I don't know how I did not write a question of the week this week. Um, fucking very fucking weird. And granted, I have been reading a lot. And these are the ones I wanted to talk about. I don't know which book of the week is. The Transformers was really good. 
But I think the art on Action Comics of number 1062, uh, part two of the Bizarro, is fucking good. The art's fucking amazing. We see Superman turn Bizarro. We see everyone speaking Bizarro. We see the city of Metropolis turning on fucking Superman. It's written so fucking proper that the way Bizarro speaks is so backwards. And you understand what these fucking people are saying. Like, we love you, Superman. You always do the right thing. But we really see... It's fucked up. It's it's really cool. Um, we see Lois turned and she's like... Superman, I fucking love you. No, like, you're my favorite person in the whole world. And the way it's written, though, is so smartly written because it's backwards. And it's like, fuck, dude, she's chewing him the fuck out. Like, these people fucking hate him. So I would say that's Book of the Week, oddly enough. Um, but again, Transformers was really good, too. If any of these are ever interesting to you guys, feel free to hit me up. I know Jacob Medina from... Um, Oh god, the Weird Street podcast hit me up. I posted up a, a picture of a uh, of a Nightwing picture, and it's uh, Dick Grayson Nightwing, fully bearded out with his domino mask still. His uh, Nightwing insignia on his chest is mountains, and Tom Taylor right now is writing and has been writing Nightwing. And Nightwing's a fucking killer character, and the way Tom Taylor has been writing Nightwing has been fucking spectacular. Um, so I posted a, a picture and he's going to end the story he's been telling the past few years. And it said something like, um, Nightwing's going to fall. And, um, yeah, dude, uh, Jacob hit me up. Like, where do I start, uh, to get caught up before this one, which is, I believe comes out in May. So we still have some time. So if you guys are curious as well, like Jacob, um, anything, Tom Taylor, I'll give you the exact number. I wish I got, got reminds me. I got to hit up fucking Jacob on the side. Um, off the top of my head, I still don't recall. So maybe God damn it. 50, ep- 50 episodes. Um, maybe about 30 issues ago was when Tom King, Tom King, I'm sorry, Tom Taylor, um, took over for Nightwing. It's a great story. It's, it's grounded. We see a lot of Dick Grayson's personality and I love the fuck out of fucking Dick, dude. Grayson. All right, guys, uh, feel free to hit me up all the time, always, whenever you guys get the chance. I wish I could get back to you guys sooner than later. But um, yeah, that's all I got, dude. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Share the show, uh, rate it. And yeah, dude, thanks for listening. I will catch you guys next week with the question of the week. Peace out, guys.